Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, whatever time it is that you inky savages are joining me for episode number 107 of the Penboy Roy Pentertainment Podcast. Stay savage. Anyway, have you ever studied for a big test and found yourself distracted by your fountain pens? How about a cat stamping organic studio nitrogen all over your house? In this episode, Tom and I talk about such conundrums and help out an anonymous listener pick an expensive pen. Ask us any questions you'd like to have answered on the podcast by emailing pentertainmentpodcast at gmail.com. Now, talk about sponsorship time. Good news, too. Soon, I'll be picking up another sponsor. I'm going to be revealing more information on that. Now, this sponsor is not pen-related. He's more of the coffee bean-related thing. You might know what I'm talking about. But anyway, there will be a coupon code for coffee purchases with this new sponsor coming up. Anyway, speaking of sponsorships, Goldspot Pens, who are currently a sponsor, paying me big bucks. Cha-ching. Go to goldspot.com and use coupon code ROY at checkout to score yourselves extra savings on all your purchases with some exclusions applying on the Goldspot Pens store. It's going to be cool. Man, there's some news coming out of Goldspot that I know about that I'm not allowed to share. But... It's going to be mind-blowing. It's going to be so cool. I wish I could talk about it. So, again, use coupon code ROY at checkout for additional savings for all your orders. And remember, don't forget, hashtag FireTom in the comments. It's always a laugh for everybody reading the order. Sometimes Tom's get, Tom gets them in his, like, workflow. But all the FireTom comments get forwarded to Tom, and it's great. So every week, usually what happens is Luxury Brands of America provides me with a sponsorship read. And this week they didn't. So I'm going to go ahead and just talk about whatever I want when it comes to Luxury Brands of America. So you guys don't, if you guys don't already know, Luxury Brands of America is the distributor for Noodlers, Colorverse, Nebula, Platinum, Joya, the new brand Waldman, of course. I think that's it. I think I covered all of it. They also have something called an ink miser. So let me just pick one and I'll talk about it. And because, gee, oh, the Colorverse stuff. They're always coming out with cool Colorverse stuff. So many inks. It's got great colors and themes and all that stuff. That's really cool. Noodlers also, they got some, they got inks also. A lot of colors. Check out those inks. You can check them out on goldspot.com. I just recently did, you know what, I'll talk about the manager. I know I talked about it before, but I just did a review on the manager on my YouTube channel. So there, boom, there's your sponsorship read, Luxury Brands of America, not doing your homework in time, getting it to me for my podcast, making me have to think more. Is it that hard, really? Is it really that hard just to ask someone to do my work for me so that way I can just do less? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Anyway, Luxury Brands of America, they're awesome distributors. This week, they want you to check out, huh, let's let's talk about Joya, right? We haven't talked about Joya in a while. Joya is Italian-made pens from Italy, and for the price of what you're getting, it's pretty awesome. Piston-filled pens, stainless steel nibs. I mean, these guys are contenders. I like it. A little vintage looking, but you know what? That's cool. I like vintage looking, right? And there's a lot of people out there who like vintage looking, so I'm going to coin that. That's a new, new term, vintage looking. Anyway. In 2022, Tom resolves to get rid of every last Penboy Roy t-shirt in his home office. Please help him by clicking on the link below and buying t-shirts. And if you do that, I love you. And if you don't, I love you anyway. Anyway, before we get started with this week's 
podcast, this episode is not scripted and therefore will contain potty mouth words, both from Tom and I, mostly from me. So be forewarned, you have been warned. Now on to the podcast. The Pet Boy Roy Entertainment Podcast. Stage Savage. And thank you. Alright, so the worst is when you just finished having a chicken wing eating challenge, a two-minute chicken wing eating challenge, and you have hot sauce all over your hands. You eat, despite the fact that you could wash it off afterward and right. wash it several times, right. when you take your contact lenses out, and then the next day you put them in, you realize you had spicy chicken wings the night before because then you your eyes are burning like you just got hit with mace oh dude that's nothing man try try cutting or dicing onions and garlic and then being so excited to watch a movie that you go and put your contacts in after dicing onions and garlic without washing your hands first (laughs) i'm talking burning eyes man so Uh, it's just terrible the worst and that sucks but this actually happened to me. I mean, we're for everybody listening, we're talking about the pitfalls of contact lens wearing. Yeah, you just kind of caught us in the middle of a conversation that we just half realized that we should have been recording right. at the same time. So we just continued on with the conversation. Right. So I remember before I left for work, I was in a hurry and I scooped out the litter box and it was like whatever litter that I was using, fresh step, it was dusty, but I wasn't wearing my contacts. And immediately after... I threw my contacts in and the whole night my eyes were just in pain and I didn't have any chance to take my contacts out, rinse them or anything like that. But what it turns out is what I think happened was there was dust from the kitty litter in the air and then when I put my contact lenses in, I I sandwiched the kitty litter dust between the contact lens and my eyeball. And it sucked uh, so bad for like seven hours. And then I just had to take my contact lenses out because it hurt so much. So I did not have good vision. I was like negative 6.50 and negative 6.75 in, in the other eye. And this was all before I got PRK done, photo photorefractive keratectomy. I, I suggest yeah. you get LASIK if you don't get punched in the face frequently. Uh, I can't say that I do. So uh, LASIK. Yeah. So that you would recommend that. I certainly would. It was the best money I ever spent just not having to reach for glasses and not having to take contacts out. It was just a feeling of freedom that I never experienced until I had it done. And it was just like, oh, this is amazing. I'm so glad I did this. And you know what's, Uh you know, what's so funny. I was watching a commercial one time. I was in, I was in the lounge at my work a couple of, like maybe seven years ago, six years ago, and mm-hmm. I saw a commercial where they're talking about eyeglasses and they're like, "Oh, this le- this frame is made of cellulose acetate." Acetate, yeah. And I was like, "Oh, I know that. That's a, they make pens out of that." They, gonna, I was <laughs> I was all excited and everybody's looking at me like I'm a freak. I'm like, "No, no, it's a cellulose acetate. I know what that is. It's just it's never mind." Yeah. <laughs> and I had to move on. Because everybody was looking at me like I was some sort of a freak. I kind of felt like I ran into somebody that I knew who was famous when they blurted out the and whole only only famous to you though. Only famous yes, to you. Yes. So I just took my hat off because it's balls hot in here. Yeah? Yeah. I didn't open the window. What what, what do you got the heat cranked up to in there? 
I don't know, actually. It's set, I think, maybe 78 or something like that. And I don't open the wow. window because I don't want it to get cold in here because Dr. Evil's tank, I don't want it to fluctuate the temperature. So it's it's like... That thing's not temperature regulated. It's, it's ambient temperature. The no, room. no, no, no. So if it gets below 78, the heater will click on. But I don't want it to fluctuate because it stresses out the fish and stuff. Did I tell you I got three Mickey Mouse platies in there? I saw that on the uh, Instagrams. Yeah. Yeah. I got oh, you also shared a picture of it, I think, uh, when we were talking with me, me and uh, me, you and Vanessa. Yes, yes. But I did get three new Mickey Mouse platies, and I love them. They're great. But I do want to talk about kind of a quandary that I'm experiencing as of recent. I'm kind of excited, kind of nervous, and I want to talk about it with you. As you well, know. Uh, first of all, though, I wanted to just uh, congratulate well, not congratulate, but just uh, say uh, happy Lunar New Year to you, my friend. You're the tiger. Oh, yeah. You're the tiger. Yeah. Uh, Lunar New Year. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. When is that? that That's that right. That be today. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. You know, happy New Year. It's a Lunar New Year. Chinese yeah. New Year, whatever you want to call it. Thank you. Appreciate it. Well, to it. anybody that celebrates, too. Yeah, because, I mean, there are people it. all over yeah. the place that celebrate. Yeah. I don't yeah. actually celebrate it, but I do recognize people who do celebrate. What is it today? The first? Yes. Okay. Year of the Tiger, that's a cool one. The Water Tiger, to be specific. What the fuck is a Water Tiger, dude? I don't know, it's it's like it's like they in like the the animals uh, depending upon like the cycle like have certain extra characteristics like I think they could have an elemental characteristic involved. This whole thing sounds I, what, like a Pokemon RPG. Well, one of my one of my friends who actually is a really hardcore Pokemon player and is Korean, he explained it once to me as we were having like his mom made some of the most bomb ass like awesome food for lunar new year and i was over his house yeah and he explained to me some of the things in regards to it but some of it stuck and, and one of it was that was that not only does the the year change uh with the with the animal like in sequence but then like depending upon the cycle it could be like the the water you know animal or the you know, it could be different things like that. Oh, so okay. it's the water tiger is this year. Yeah, I didn't realize until a couple of days ago that it was the Lunar New Year. February 1st was Lunar New Year, and I didn't realize it was the year of the tiger. But I kept seeing tigers come up everywhere, like Call of Duty Vanguard, like you can buy a skin for your gun. And yeah. it was like a tiger. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. And then like somewhere else, there was another thing where it's they were like, driving oh. the point home. Yeah, and I'm like, didn't what even realize is it? with all these tigers? And then a couple of days ago... I realized it was the Chinese New Year and stuff. Koreans celebrate the same thing yeah. and stuff. And then sometimes it throws me off when I hear Lunar Lunar New Year because, like, my whole life growing up, everybody was saying Chinese New Year. And then now there's now they switched over to saying Lunar New Year, you know. So I haven't gotten used to it, I guess. Just I yet. Mean, but then again, at the same time, I don't really – I didn't – I don't really celebrate it and I don't really pay attention to it. So I think we all just needed a new new year, though, because I mean, if especially if the year didn't start off well for you to begin with on January 1st, this is your mulligan. This is like a reset. Right. Yeah, this is a a reset. (laughs) Was it the lunar? The was February 1st, the lunar Chinese New Year last year, also the same date? No, it, it follows the it does follow the these the lunar cycle. So I it it varies each year. Oh, oh! So it's not yeah. just the first of February every year, right? Right, oh, exactly. Okay. It's it's around yeah. this time. It depends on like when the, like the moon cycle is. I, 
I, I like I said, I don't know a lot about it. I just know it happens to be today. So it's like, hello. Oh, Happy cool. Look at that. So Thanks. Cool. Appreciate that. You know, it's funny too. I th- people are going to be pissed off that I don't know about it, but there's a lot of shit I don't know about. So if you're going to be mad about the shit that I don't know about, you're going to be mad a lot. But <laughs> no, really. <laughs> I just know like every year the Chinese New Year comes up and somebody will mention it. I'll be like, oh, that's cool. And then most of the times I'm at work when it comes up. So I'm not really paying attention to the day of the week and stuff. And I'm thinking to myself, well, didn't score me a day off, did it? So, (laughs) so. Well, you know, what's funny. It's actually my, uh, uh, my, uh, like the the town, the town that's over by the, by where I work. Mm Mm-hmm. The, the town next to it, they actually are having like their school district has off now. Oh, really? Like, this was like a newer, this newer thing. Yeah. Wow. They where have the off, fuck uh, were these for... people when I was in school? I don't know, man. I don't know. So not cool. So... I would love. But to you were gonna say you were gonna say about your quandary um, before we yeah. started talking about this. Yeah. So. But, okay. So as you know, <laughs> okay. A very important test that I have to study for is coming up in August or September. And okay. it's a super long test. It's like a six hour long exam. And it's not the bar exam. <laughs> no, it's not. I'm that too, we were talking about with Jean Grey. Yeah, I'm too dumb for that shit. But it's in order to study for it, it's a lot of writing. Yay. It's a lot of writing, a lot of writing things down. A whole boatload of memorization because this test is really not one of these tests where it's like where you use your brain and figure stuff out because it's common sense no it's actually it's just testing your memorization skills right yeah so like just a, a stupid example of that i'll give you is you know the value of something is a thousand dollars or more is different than a thousand dollars and more you know what i mean so or you know what i'm saying it's like i don't know how to explain it like less than a thousand dollars does not include a thousand dollars right so a thousand dollars or less includes a thousand dollars okay you understand so that's what they test those stupid dumb semantics that doesn't apply to anything in the real world it just is there to try to trip you up and it's just there to see if you can memorize the nuance of what the verbatim text is and the text is like 5000 pages long so i essentially have to memorize every little stupid letter in a 5000 page text so nice. that so my quandary is I remember the last time I studied for this, I did well on the exam, but the thing is, I did a lot of writing, and this is actually, I started studying for this at the beginning of January 2017, no, no, excuse me, yeah, 2017, and studied all the way until August of 2017, that was right before I actually started my channel, and before I was doing that, I was buying pens, writing with pens, and I would sit down and study for seven hours, but two of those seven hours were deciding what pen to use, deciding what pen to use, and then changing my mind. Procrastinating is what you're saying. No, not procrastinating. (laughs) It was actually literally I'll have like 20 pens in front of me, and I'll pick one, and I'll start writing notes to memorize them, and then I'll switch it. Then I'll be like, no, I want to go back. But then like I had different inks in them, and then half the sentence was one color, the other half was another, so I started over, right? So I don't want to 
slow myself down like that again. My objective this time is to be as efficient as possible. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm thinking about prescribing a pen, maybe a day or a pen a week and an ink a day or an ink a week, that kind of thing, and sticking to it. Or maybe I'll just wing it and just pick one and use it for the whole time. I mean, I don't know how I should do this so that I can be Mm. productive without it being a distraction. You know what I'm saying? Right. I'm sitting here and I got my Mont Blancs and stuff like that. And I have a sentimental attachment to my Mont Blancs because my wife bought them for me. But then at the same time, you know, I'll have my Panite or La Granda Belleza, the Dolomite green one sitting there. And that I have a sentimental attachment to because it was the first pen I ever reviewed. You know what I'm saying? So, but they're, they're not my favorite writers. You know, some of my favorite writers are, would be something else. Like, believe it or not, the Stipula. Tocaferro is one of my favorite writers. Okay. Right? But it's not the most comfortable writer. It's just it writes really well, and it does have a tendency of driving, drying out overnight. You know what I mean? So you have to re-wet the nib, and that kind of pisses right. me off and stuff like that, right? So yeah. then again, I also have – I have a whole bunch of fucking pens, dude, right? So mm-hmm. it's like – I think we all do. Right. At least the people are listening to this podcast. Right. So what am I going to do – should I stick to just one? And I love this pen here. This is the Monteverde Regatta Sport in Mother of Pearl and Rose Gold. It's the white, opulent-looking pen with rose gold mm-hmm. finish. Right. The least the least comfortable grip of pretty much any pen ever, right? Yeah. But okay. the aesthetics of it is so fantastic that you have to kind of just let uh, give this one a pass. Yes, the... Grip is the least comfortable pen probably on the planet because of the step from the grip to the barrel and stuff like that. But the pen itself is so gorgeous. Mm-hmm. The pen is so functional too, like the snap cap. It just snaps on. You throw it on the back, it snaps on. It's awesome. I love this pen. Yeah, it's so much more than yeah, the other hear, ones. I could hear you snapping that cap on. It oh, sounds very satisfying. It, it is. It's also satisfying <laughs> just to click the cap. Like I feel like a chiropractor <laughs> adjusting somebody's spine, right? Oh, gee. Yeah. Or do I use my Lamy 2000 because that one mm-hmm. is probably really practical? Or my Pilot my pilot Vanishing Point, which is probably the most practical. Mm-hmm. Okay? So, I don't know. I mean, and then I have my Well, how do you Walden intend manager. on taking – how do you intend on taking notes, though? Are you going to be taking notes in sections? Are there going to be like – are like how are you going to – really apply writing in the studying okay so just gonna be like an outline or you just gonna write down key facts or uh, i have how i have to take a 5,000 page text that is completely disorganized and discombobulated and Mm -hmm. a text that contradicts itself frequently Mm -hmm. that says one thing does it contain a lot of big words no not particularly no yeah okay so and then i have to just organize it so that way it's easy to memorize you know what i mean mm-hmm. and i gotta gotcha. create a lot of a lot of fucking flashcards, a lot of notebooks with values of greater than or less than and values that are equal to along with greater than and less than you know what i'm saying i have to just a lot of stupid material that i have to study it's it's probably if i if i were to die and be sent to hell and i had to go to the deepest depth seventh circle of hell this is the material that i would be forced to study for eternity 
Okay. While pushing a boulder uphill. <laughs> no, there's no way you can make it worse, bro. If every time I sat down, I had to put hot sauce on the cactus and sit on the cactus, it still wouldn't make it worse. Mm. You know, anything that I do to myself while studying is only going to make it better. So mm. there's a positive in that. Yeah. So I want suggestions from you. What kind of ink should I use? If I'm using flashcards, should I really be using anything that's not permanent? You know what I'm saying? Something that's smear-proof. I'm thinking I need something that's smear-proof, something that I can grab. And... Are these, are these like, note cards, are they, like, coded, or are they, like, just normal note cards that can handle fountain pen ink? Dude, I'm going to buy fountain pen ink shit. So for what I mean is, like, when I write by notebooks, I'm getting Nebula notebooks, or I'm getting Rhodia pads, or I'm getting something mm -hmm. where if I got to write as much as I have to, I will enjoy it. Right, mm -hmm. so same goes for flashcards. If I'm going to have to write, I'm not going to CVS and getting Caliber flashcards. I think mm -hmm. that's the name of the CVS in-house brand, right? Oh, I don't know. I'm, I don't know. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to spend the extra few bucks. And although, like, I would say index cards probably can hold a little bit better than, let's say, if you were to buy like a like a very inexpensive notebook from CVS like that paper is going to feather and bleed terribly yeah but, but like index, index card cards, because it's like a little bit heavier could probably handle at least like an extra fine or a fine nib yeah I mean cheap index cards the only reason why it'll work is because they're thick they'll still yeah. feather I remember yeah it was it was still feathering and a big mistake was I was years ago I was using the caliber CVS brand index cards and I had like a stack that was fucking two feet high and they were colored so I would use one color for one section another color for another section and I was writing with my fountain pen I can't remember which pen I cycled through so many but I do remember in fact using Robert Oster's Fire and Ice okay. I love the way Fire and Ice looked inside of I certainly used a Twisby I remember using a Twisby Diamond Mini and I just love the way the Fire and ice looked oily and just sloshed back and forth. The transparent mm -hmm. barrel. Who doesn't love that, right? It looks really cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I'm using these index cards, and then all of a sudden, I'm looking at my fingers, and all of a sudden, there's kind of like smudges all over my fingers. I'm looking at my index cards, and there's smudges all over my index cards because I wrote out all these index cards, and as I'm flashing back and forth with them, I'm smearing it. Even a day, two days after a week after having written them. So, yeah. I need so they to... never they never fully dried on that type of card. Yeah, I feel like it never fully dries on top of anything. Like mm -hmm. if you pour Robert Oster Fire and Ice on a rock in the middle of the Sahara Desert and leave it there for 25,000 fucking years, you'll come back and wipe it with your finger, it'll still smear. That's how I feel about that. I didn't really think that Robert that the fire and ice was like that though. Yeah. I, I I mean I could see that for like let's say Organic Studios Nitrogen or some of the other super sheeny ones, but I don't really feel feel like fire and ice was like that so much. You you know organic. I bought a bottle of Organic Studios Nitrogen, mm -hmm. and that, I I will not use that ink anymore, and not because it's not beautiful, but because every time you open the bottle ink will get onto the rim of that glass bottle right mm -hmm. and then yeah. it dries and turns into like flakes 
and then the next time you open it, the flakes detach and drop somewhere, okay, right. on the floor. Very minuscule little flake. Yeah. But then all it has to do is get a little bit moist, and I'm talking as moist as a cute little kitty cat's bean paws are walking across it, and then all of a sudden you have – Sounds like you've experienced this before. <laughs> yeah. Now you have ni- nitrogen ink reactivating on my cute little kitty's paws as he walks all over the white upholstery in our house. Ooh. Yeah. So it got to a point where my wife is like, why is there like trails of ink all over the house? And I was just like, I know I got to blame the cat on this one, but even if I blame <laughs> the cat, it's still going to be my fault. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So it's so easy to just get those little specks of dried ink somewhere and then it reactivates. Mm-hmm. Nitrogen is such a pain in the ass, but what a beautiful ink it is, right? Mm-hmm. Like, well, my problem with that one is that when I was writing with it, I would I, I would actually pick up the, the tip. Well, first of all, you can't hesitate at all. So if you're writing, you have to continue writing. Right. Otherwise, if you if you pick the nib off the paper and hesitate for maybe like two, three seconds, it's going to like seize up on you. Yeah. You have to like get it going again. Yes. Because, and then, and then what would happen to me sometimes is that I, let's say I would have it capped overnight. I go uh, to start writing with it again and I would get basically like, once it starts touching the paper and I lift the nib off, it kind of like, is like snot. Like it just is that it's that like gooey that like, it just would like, it just would like start to kind of like almost like, you spat on the paper and it's like kind of coming up as you're taking the nib off the paper. It was that like, yeah, it's just, it, I mean, the effect is wonderful. Like when you look at it, it's like a rainbow as you're, you know, it's like, it's like an electric light show when you're looking at the paper, but it's uh, like, ultimately it's not very practical. No, it's absolutely not. And despite its practicality or rather, excuse me, despite its lack of practicality and how much of a pain in the ass it is, they still make it and it still sells because people love yeah. the look of it so much that they'll look past all of that, right? Even yeah. though like nitrogen is really the think about it, it's it's such a deep rich blue with a deep rich rich red sheen like nothing else. The only way you can emulate that color is if you just slaughter a family of Smurfs to get that mixture of red and blue. <laughs> in a single ink, right? It's mm. just, it's a perfect sheening ink in terms of color, but absolute lack of practicality. Absolute. Yeah, I, I heard there was a rumor it was made with the blood of Smurfs, but that could just be a rumor. <laughs> no, or, I'm just kidding. Or avatars from the movie Avatar. Avatars. Right. Oh, or or the Blue Man Group. I didn't see that one. No, I was saying this, the, the performers in Las Vegas, they, they paint themselves as a blue like body paint and they drum and do percussive oh i didn't know that but they're no, human yeah. beings right yeah they're human beings right, so they're, they're all painted they're blue. all in blue they're right but they're not really blue, blue. smurfs no, are but... actually blue and the avatars <laughs> well, smurfs are, are actually blue. <laughs> smurfs are fictitious animated characters <laughs> oh is that where we're drawing the line yeah oh okay. <laughs> if blue man groups like really real people like they have blood like you don't know if a smurf has blood have right. you ever seen but a if smurf you, bleed if you like if you stabbed one of those people in the blue man group like there's 
it would just be red. It wouldn't be blue, right? I mean, I guess but maybe the, it would sheen. I, I think it would probably what sheen. What is wrong with you, morbid man? You, <laughs> <laughs> you morbid, morbid man. So no, so I mean, I'm thinking about inks, and I'm I might have to just go straight up boring, and I might have to just go with black noodlers black right because no if you if you want to be super boring about it yeah I mean, but I, like the thing is like the material is going to be so boring for you you need to jazz it up a little bit i think you need to have at least two or three pens inked up i would just uh, but like but like just so that you don't constantly waste time and figuring out what needs to get inked up with what i might just go with the entire time of studying just have a set of pens inked with the same thing so you could have yeah. like one that has noodlers black yeah maybe that could be like the go-to for a majority of like the writing and stuff like that but then if you want to make like marginal notes or headers you could have a different pen for that with a different ink and sure. then that way it just creates more visual interest and keeps your motivation going to like keep doing the new sections and keep uh you know doing like different notes and, and different styles and it just it just keeps more interest going yeah. yeah i i wonder how many people out there in the world of fountain pens say to themselves oh man if i just was able to use fountain pens when i was in school i would have gotten so much better grades or i would have done my homework more diligently or i would have looked forward to doing my homework because the truth is the last time was i had to study for a test like this was in 2017 early 2017 and then i remember once the test was done I was like, I don't have anywhere to use my pens really that much more. I had to look for ways <laughs> to use my pens. Right. Right. So like before that, writing was a utility of studying. And then after the studying wasn't necessary anymore, I'm like, well, what am I going to do? Maybe I should just study something or maybe I should just mm -hmm. do this, that and the other thing. And then, then, yeah, I had to get creative because I was all out of things to write or a need to write. So I started journaling stuff, you know. And then now I take every opportunity to journal stuff like my fish keeping log. Yeah. The other day, so I left my fish keeping logs on top of my desk. And the other day, one of my cats decided that's a perfect spot to just like vomit hairball and you know, <laughs> all over. So he vomited all over the front of it and stuff like that, ruined the cover and stuff like that. Oh, and I wiped it all off, and I was just going to throw it out. And I was so upset and stuff like that. And I thought to myself, I'm so annoyed, but I spent – there's like 20 pages in it. And each mm -hmm. page is filled with different things that I've done throughout the last three or four months. That's four months' worth of, I guess, history of my fish keeping yeah. that I don't want to just throw out. And more than that, I was thinking to myself, well – the ink didn't bleed because the Nebula Casual Note has a thick paper cover, stock cover. And right. it didn't, like, get through and soak all the pages. And it just wrinkled the cover and discolored it. And I just wiped it and stuff like that. And I was like, that's just nasty. So I'm going to throw it out. But then you know what I was also thinking about? I don't want to throw that notebook out, even though my cat threw up on it. Because <laughs> my cat is 13 years old. Mm -hmm. And... Is, it's very terrifying for me because I've never had a pet that wasn't like – that was like a cat, like a sentient pet that – like a cat before. That you – know, you know what I mean? Like a pet that is a family member as opposed to just a space on a shelf like my fish, right? Okay. So when they're not around, 
I don't know how I'm going to handle that. I'm probably going to be more devastated when my cats leave me than I will be about anything ever. But you've, you've never you've never had a cat before. You've had the cats you've had now. No, no, no. no? But I know for sure. There's going to be a time where I'm like, why did I throw out that notebook he puked on? Because at least I'll have that notebook and remember, oh, that was that was that was probably Garfield who vomited all over his hairball all over this and ruined the front cover. And then I'll have like all the notes that I took inside of it. So I'm going to keep it just because that was my I say if you could get past the fact that he vomited on the cover, like if there's not like a thorough amount of disgustingness about it then keep it yeah i'm keeping it you know if, i wiped off yeah all if the you could stuff. if you could deal with it then because it's just for you it's not like it's something you got to turn in for your teacher or you know that you got to present out in public right or first like of all that. if you it, could keep your cat vomit cover yeah. notebook and enjoy it to your heart's content let me just explain something let's say i did have a paper i had to turn into a teacher uh, i don't go to mm-hmm. school but let's say i had to turn in a test to mr oink and my cat shit on the paper. Yeah, for sure. I would just wipe it off and then hand it in. For sure. They do this all virtually by now, uh, uh, if you if you didn't know. Like they do so it's like they don't turn in they just like hit the button from like Google Docs and they're like, "Oh, I turned in my paper." Oh. I see. Yeah. Yeah, Jeez. there's no physical like I'm component really. I'm so behind the times. I think I mentioned this was this on a podcast I mentioned? I can't remember. But my friend was taking a flight, and I'm like, oh, let me know what the in-flight movie is. And she's like, they don't do that anymore. <laughs> I just, I just like, listen to my audiobook or something Well, like no, they, they have, like, downloaded hundreds of movies on the plane. You can just pick one and, and stream it. Yeah. I'm like, holy yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. It it's, not, it's not like everybody doesn't get the same thing. It's just you just do whatever you want. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, but, yeah, going back to this exam, I am not looking forward to studying but i'm looking forward to study isn't that weird no no it's it's perfectly nor it's perfectly good that you're actually looking for because this is actually how you'll accomplish it and maintain your sanity at the same time is because yeah. if you make the process of it entertaining and fun then you'll actually get go through with it and actually want to sit down and do the boring crap yes yes and i'm thinking should i and Every pen enthusiast is going to ask the very same question that I'm about to ask, and you know it too. To kick off my studying, should I buy a new pen? (laughs) 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 And what pen would it be? So, you know, this is a question that I want to send out to all my listeners is if you know that you have to spend the next six, seven months just buckling down and doing a lot of writing and studying, would you buy yourself a new pen, and what would that pen be? Mm-hmm. Right. We actually had we had an email um, for premium fountain pen opinions. Really? If you saw if you saw that, I think we were trying to get to it last episode, but we didn't have enough time. It was from uh, it was it was an anonymous email from a dazed and unsure. Where I didn't I didn't see that. Did you? It's under premium fountain pen opinions. It's in our inbox. Are you sure? Yeah. If you look at the subjects, just because the the just because the person said it, they they, they wanted to re- remain anonymous. Oh 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 okay. So you should I read it? <clears throat> I I could re- if you want to read it. Sure. You know what we should do because nobody else does this when they read emails. We should just like 
you read one word, I read one word. You read one word, I read one word, and see how. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Don't do that. <laughs> That's so stupid. I don't know why I'm acting so stupid today. That was genius. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. I know. Dear Pentertainment Podcast, semicolon. We need to talk about when we are supposed to use semicolons and when not to use semicolons because I'm never sure and I just throw it in whenever I feel like it and hope that it's right and hope whoever's reading it doesn't know the rules and thinks mm -hmm. I'm smart. Or the worst case scenario, they do know the rules and they're like, this idiot's using semicolons where he shouldn't be. <laughs> I don't know when you're supposed to use semicolons as opposed to the two dots. You know what I mean? I don't know. Whatever. Right, Let me keep Mm-hmm. It seems my employer will be dropping a generous bonus on me at the end of the month. Of Woo! course, it won't be mentioned to my wife. My oh. first is – I'm starting to understand why the whole anonymous thing is crucial in this case. <laughs> <laughs> my first thought is perhaps getting a luxury fountain pen that I'd never be able to afford in my lifetime otherwise. But I have a conscience. And if I were to buy anything over $300, US I feel like – I'd feel like crap months or years later. I mean – I've always wanted a Seiko turtle-style diving watch, but those start at an easy four to six. Chump change to a certain someone with fancy pants collection of watches, not counting that Timex. I think he's talking about me. Yeah, you got, you got oh, some yeah, fancy yeah. watches. So this guy settles for a decent Casio G-Shock. I love broad and double broad nibs, hopefully juicy too. I love large or oversized pens as I have big ape hands. Mm-hmm. Anything fit the bill that doesn't run half a grand or more, I really do not want to spend more than 300 I already have a Lamy 2000, which so far is the most expensive fountain pen I own. Thanks. Dazed and unsure. I wish I had read this before so I could think about it, but because <laughs> what I'm now thinking about is what can we get this guy for 300 bucks, but to pack in as much into the 300 bucks that we can think about? think of mm. right like the double and also the the broad or the double broadness with the wet you know juicy quality to the nib as well so tough so it, it, i'm thinking i'm thinking gold nib i'm thinking if we can to get to do some sort of gold nib with it um so if we're gonna go go i mean I don't like or I, or okay. Here's here's the thing. Here's the thing. I think on most occasions that you could go, like this is okay. So this is my first and and probably my. But I'll probably think of other suggestions, but this will probably be the one that I'll end up sticking on. So I'm just telling you right off the bat is is probably an Edison signature line pen. And I say signature line being that getting it directly from Edison because then you could select from a far greater palette of acrylic colors that are in stock okay or or but and then get it with a stainless steel nib with a with a broad because even if you went with that it'll still and you and you ask brian to have it be on the juicier side yeah that can be accomplished by by having him sell it buying it directly through him okay fair enough I I have a counter that is similar to what you're talking about. And I think okay. it just I think for the money they offer a little bit more because the price of their pens is a little bit less than that of Edison. And okay. what jumps to mind and 
there's two separate things in my head. If he likes, if he likes lighter acrylic pens, then I think for 300, maybe we could talk about Franklin Kristoff with a gold nib. Okay. Right now, that's they're a little less expensive. They're they are like I think maybe 20, 30 bucks less, but there's less customization options with them, but they do make some spanking pens, and. Mm-hmm. And you could get a lot of different nibs yeah. uh, through them, yeah. Because they, they can oh, you can also get like the the Sig uh, grind that's on there. Uh, Audrey does those, I think now. Um, mm-hmm. Mike Madison's wife, uh, and uh, I'm thinking also of like some of the Matsuyama. They have the uh, they have like those those types of nibs. But those can sometimes run a little bit more on the the thinner side, but. Um, yeah, that's that's that is also a very solid option too. I, I like those as well. Yeah. I'm also, man, like we're going to make like 7,000 different suggestions and it's going to defeat the purpose of him asking for <laughs> for suggestions. One, <laughs> just one suggestion. We're just going to, um, another one everything. too, yeah, the, you know, even though, even though I think it's a little bit, it's, it's a little bit overpriced for what it is, but I think it gets you exactly what you're looking for. It oh, actually, no, no, I can't say that one because it's, it's not meaty enough for the meaty paws what uh, but i was thinking i was thinking of a uh, i was thinking of like let's say a, a pelican 205 or a 200 um because no. those tend to be on the broader side of things yeah yeah be, but like but the thing is it's it's so darn small so yeah, yeah but so i want him no, to get his no on that. i want him to get his money was worth too so yeah, that too. He's, if he buys that pelican in the u.s it's gonna it's... be like four million dollars whereas if he bought it at like apple boom <laughs> netherlands it'll be 10 cents you know so you know if uh, acrylic it's... isn't your thing then i would definitely go for like a sailor something like that because a sailor has that nice executive look you can go with like i think uh, a little bit over his budget though like a sailor 1911 large Rialo or something like that or a pro gear pro gear Rialo, but that's 350 he doesn't want to go over that so scratch that yeah, but you yeah you have to go for a large though, and the large uh, runs over three hundred. Yeah. So. Yeah. But like something like a like an Edison Collier, even if you went with the just like something you could find at a retailer, wink wink. Uh huh. Um, an Edison Collier, <laughs> Edison Collier with an eighteen K nib runs at two ninety nine, and those are those are some nice big pens. You can get yeah. one with like a broad nib on that. You know, it's funny. The Collier is not my favorite one. Yeah, it, it, it tends to be a favorite though of people who like big pens that don't like don't really care for posting the cap of the pen. Like that's that throws me off about that pen. It's like I really wish that the cap could post, but you know that's a lot. Some people don't mind, so mm. they want the larger style pen. Yeah. Ooh. So the one if I were if I if he want if he were getting him the larger one with an eighteen karat gold nib, I would definitely do the Edison Collier fountain pen in burnished gold with a eighteen k mm-hmm. gold nib. That's well, you could actually nice. also get because of the fact that the the discount brings it under three hundred. You could also get a custom eight twenty three. That is sex in your hand right there. Wait, which one? The pilot eight twenty three. Yeah. Yeah, that and a medium or broad nib. Oh, yeah. Well, the medium is pretty thick for. Yeah. Yeah. The well, look at that. So it's two eighty seven, two hundred eighty seven, two hundred eighty eight bucks. Yeah. I mean, you can't go mm-hmm. wrong with the pilot. But we're also talk. We we just went from a really nice turned acrylic to a very beautiful injection molded pen. 
Yeah, you know? but I mean, but we're looking at also a vacuum filler versus cartridge, cartridge converter, converter too. True, true. I mean, so. I which which eight twenty three do you think looks better? I think the black, the smoke looks better. I think than the amber. Yeah, I would I would tend to agree with you there too because I would feel more compelled with the amber to like load it with brown or neutral colored inks yeah. as opposed to the smoke. I could probably get away with anything. I could throw anything. Yeah, at. and you know what the thing is? What I oh look at that, it's translucent. I wouldn't say it's transparent. I'm so mm-hmm. smart. I know the difference. Yay. Yes. It's translucent. <laughs> Yay. So, let's say you didn't want a translucent pen. It's dark enough that you can get away with it even though it's translucent mm-hmm. and if you do want a translucent pen it's translucent enough where you can get away with it because it's translucent enough why the mm. fuck don't i own a pilot custom 823 black smoke i don't know gold trim with 14 karat gold with 14 karat gold that is a good question that is a terrible sudden epiphanal realization that i'm missing something what size nib is that is that the pilot number five mm, i don't remember what size it is i don't think i was just looking this up i was looking this up for i don't think it's number five number five is what's on like a custom 74 right let's see what nib size it is here oh for whoa whatever uh (laughs) whatever i just i'm just like okay (laughs) did you find it what is this here I'm looking it up. I'm looking it up. Oh, oh, oh. It's a 15. It's a number 15. That's a huge nib. Pilot has – well, it's not It's not that it's huge. It's just that Pilot has its own like – Numbering system. Numbering system. That's – I mean the, the, the 50, the freaking Emperor nib is like insane. Like it's just like you're just like this is a nib. It's like no, this is a nib. <laughs> yeah. That's not a nib. This is a nib. That's not a nib. This is a nib. Um, if you're – if if – resin isn't enough i would even suggest going to look at the diplomat arrow i think would be a great option Ooh, that's a nice one because those have even those uh, those have yovo nibs i feel that diplomat does some sort of voodoo to them that makes them extra smooth and, and extra awesome same overall same thing with i did a review recently on the waldman manager yeah they did they did the same the waldman manager they do the same Golden. thing. They do some sort of voodoo shit to the nib so it writes super well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you watch that review? What did you think? I did not yet. Oh. I'm sorry. Did not. Do you think Bryce is going to be pissed off that I keep making fun of him every opportunity? Uh, he hasn't been upset with you yet, okay. but I don't know if he wants to cross you because, I mean, you say such nice things about his his stuff that he sells. I yeah. Mean, you know. Well, that's because he hasn't given me dog shit yet. Like, I'll let him know the moment he gives me dog shit, you know, so. No, but I'm, I'm feeling I'm feeling pretty secure about these. I mean, I would I don't want to give just one suggestion. So I think we gave a good palette of suggestions here. We had the the custom 823, a diplomat arrow. You said uh, the Wald, the Waldman manager, which does, does that that does come. No, under no, no, no. Waldman manager is, is no, 540 that's, that's and 400. That's and, over. That's right. Yeah. OK. I was just bringing um, it up because I was talking about the fact the that voodoo. Waldman does voodoo on their nibs. Yes. And you said Franklin Kristoff was another one. Yeah. Franklin Kristoff, you, you Franklin Kristoff and an Edison signature. You could go and find a steel nib and basically go to your heart's delight as far as like looking on their individual websites to find something that works for you specifically 
um, that gives you a little bit more options and freedom. But if you want to go in whole hog on the 18K nib for an Edison, they can be had at retailers at 299, which is pretty nice for a gold nib. Mm -hmm. um, so there's that. And what was the other? There was another one we mentioned too, I think, right? The eight, uh, wait, you said the 823. We said the 823. Franklin Christoph. We said the diplomat. Mm -hmm. I mean, and that you were, we you were mentioning sale. You were yeah, mentioning sailor. sailor for a hot second, but but I think but it the was sailor, fifty dollars over his price point. Yeah, the the nineteen eleven larger, the Pro Gear regular, which would be the larger size of the two, would run a little bit higher of, yeah. than the three hundred dollar mark. And he doesn't want to spend over three hundred, so that one's out. Yeah. So that's I mean, listen, not for nothing. I feel like that's what we suggested to him. Is I think it's pretty cool, you know. Mm -hmm. And so does this get your juices flowing for what you'd be interested in getting to commence your studies? I think I, I think <laughs> I need. No, 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 no. This is now, good see, I, I'm of the mind where I wouldn't need to get something to get started. I actually do. I, I I'm a nerd. Uh, I don't know if you know this about me, but I'm kind of a nerd. Totally. So I That's when I whenever I read things. I tend to also like in my journal in amidst my bullet journaling, I will usually dedicate a page or two. If I find the book that's interesting enough, I will actually write down notes about that book that I want to remember. Uh -huh. So like I will actually have like a page worth of notes and, and things like that, that I'll do in whatever pens I have inked up at the moment. So I tend to do like inadvertently, I study and I write down to memorize things in my bullet journal. Gotcha. So that's pretty nerdy of me. I'll admit it. Right. Yeah. Like you didn't have to admit it. We all, it's something that we are all <laughs> surely familiar with and very aware of. Right. Like <laughs> you didn't, you didn't need to admit it, but mm -hmm. so the pencil that I have that I'm going to, cause the test is ultimately one of those pencil tests where you have to fill in an A, B, C, or D. Right. Mm -hmm. And it gets read through, you have to use a number two pencil. So what I learned yeah. today. Do you know that the SATs are going to be non-Scantron? They're actually going to be all digital now. Really? Yeah. I did so not. So they're going to be doing away with that. Wow. But you're but you're going to be taking an old school test with a pencil. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that too because I have my Retro Fifty One mechanical pencil. I will be using that for my exam. I'll be using number sixty nine of nice. seven hundred. No, of three hundred. Was it? What is this one? This one, the one that hasn't come uh, yeah, out yet. I think it's three. I think it might be three. Yeah, it's three. Yeah, it's 300. Yeah, it's 300. I got number 69. That was the one you gave me. Thanks for that. Yeah. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I'm, you know, I'm looking forward to this and stuff. It means, oh, man, it means I'm going to have to cut down. Whoa. It means I'm going to have to cut down on my video gaming. I'm just looking at the box for the Regatta Sport Mother of Pearl, which... I'm just really loving the look of this pen, but they got one with black trim also. Yeah. They got one with black trim and they got one with rose mm -hmm. gold trim. And I'm not sure which one looks cooler. Which one do you think looks cooler? Mm, I probably like the black trim more. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I feel yeah. like the gold trim looks more, the rose gold trim looks more elegant and classy. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, this pen is just, I keep looking at it. It's just really, it looks happy lunar new year ish too. Because if you look at it, if you take the cap off, it looks like a lantern almost. Without the, If you take the nib on, it almost looks mm -hmm. like a lantern. I don't know. 
if a lantern and a seashell What do you have inked in that? I didn't ink it up yet. No. What? I didn't ink it up yet. I think I think your task while this podcast is going on is to go and ink up that pen <laughs> because you said that any any fountain pen enthusiast would spend less than 15 seconds before they got a pen that they would need to ink it up. Yeah. Wait, I never said that. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. Never said this that. was this was recently I remember this. Yeah, you can't prove it. Just because <laughs> it was recorded on a podcast and it's out there in the ethers doesn't mean you can prove it. I was uh, I was very proud and surprised that my my daughter was uh, continuing to actually write in her Rodia that uh, that I she saw had. That. And she was like, yeah. I was like, I was like, oh, you're actually using it because I could have sworn that like after just the novelty <laughs> of being forced into inking it on the podcast that she would have just let it languish with ink inside the pen. And then she would have been like, daddy, can you help me? My pen's not writing anymore. Like six months later, it's like, Oh, well, gee, I wonder why it's because you left all of the ink in there and decided not to use it for six <laughs> and, months. And so. it turned into clay. Yeah. I've been really loving this pen here. The Waldman manager. Mm-hmm. So much so that I feel like I was, unnecessarily harsh in my recommendation of it right and in the ugly so for anybody who hasn't watched the video review on youtube i reviewed the waldman manager the whole thing is made of sterling silver and interesting story behind this waldman manager the only reason i know about the waldman manager is because tom is the one who put me onto it initially I was the one who told Tom, hey, Tom, you got to check out the Tuscany. Tuscany's really awesome. Or you were like high on the commander. You love the commander. Yeah. You're like, like the commander's awesome. It's yeah. great. I love it. I'm like, this manager, man, I love this. This is something else. And yeah. you're like, ah, forget it. I love my commander. My commander's awesome. No, but the manager is really awesome. It's a piston filler. The whole thing's made of sterling silver. But the piston mechanism doesn't have a stop. It doesn't stop. It keeps going, and then it clicks. It constantly yeah. clicks. Same thing like right. a Monte Grappa, Monte Grappa piston filling mechanism, right? The ratchet filling mm -hmm. mechanism. Yeah. But the resistance is so light that it can certainly accidentally turn the other way, maybe. Mm -hmm. And that could cause you to have a leak in your pants and have inky balls. So <laughs> that was one point of contention. The other point of contention for me was that it does tarnish because it's sterling silver. Okay. Mm -hmm. But that's resolvable. You, you got to know that's going to happen going into buying a sterling silver pen. You're buying a sterling silver pen, sterling silver pen, sterling silver, it just it tarnishes. It is what it is, right? Right. But also, it's a $540 pen, the street price, with a gold nib. I think it's 436 or something like that, or with the steel nibs. I can't remember the pricing off the top of my head. But the point is, this is not. It's certainly not a pen that someone who's getting their first gold nib wants or should get, right? It's not a pen that someone who's just like, hey, what's my next pen going to be? And meanwhile, their their repertoire is a $100 pen. You know what I mean? The most expensive pen they have is a $100 pen. I don't think it's for that person. Who I do think it's for is for people who want something fancy, almost on the side of jewelry, they want a statement mm -hmm. piece. They want something that is designed deliberately to draw attention to it, right? And they want something made of precious metal. I think, and I think that if you're gonna go with it, 
that's the best option for a sterling silver fountain pen with as much sterling silver that this has in it too because other brands mm -hmm. like someone mentioned the model 07 by auto hut that's also a beautiful sterling silver pen but its pedigree is identical to the manager and it's 200 or 300 dollars more in price right so you know somebody posted they think that the 07 auto hut 07 is is a nicer pen well mm -hmm. great you know to that person you are probably right if you're talking about what you think right but if i had to choose between the two i don't honestly know and i were about buying either a 500 dollars pen or an 800 dollars pen i don't know if one being a little bit nicer would be worth an extra 300 dollars you know what i'm saying and it's not that you're settling when you get a manager if you think that the 07 is nicer because it's not settling. When you're getting something this nice, it's not considered settling. It's just you're going with the less expensive one and you're giving up a slight edge in aesthetic if you think that the edge in aesthetic goes to the auto hut. You know what I mean? Right. So, yeah. I mean, I just, I do love this. I've had this inked up with Visconti green. Visconti green is more okay. of like a dark teal with a reddish hue. I really like it. If you let it sit overnight and then you start writing with it, it comes out as like a really dark burgundy green. That doesn't make any sense. Mm -hmm. Burgundy green. And then the green lightens <laughs> up and then you start to see the red sheen a little bit more. It's a really nice ink. Mm -hmm. I use it in my vomit fish log. I'm going to call it that. Cat vomit fish log. My vomit my... fish log. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my cat vomit fish log. So, but you know what it is? It's just, it's, I was so annoyed at my cats, but then now I'm looking at the book and that's, that's, that's more than likely Garfield because he's the only one that I feel like would do that. Somehow my other cats know not to touch my stuff. Garfield just feels entitled and thinks that anything that he sees, he's more than entitled to do whatever he wants with it, right? Well, that, and he's maybe just like marking his territory and being like, I own this bitch right. here yeah. so yeah you you are in my you are in garfield's world just right. like the garfield and you know garfield and friends yeah so, so i look at the book now and i have fond feelings for my cat when i look at it now at the moment yeah. i was pretty pissed off I'm like oh garfield why would you do this to me why are you doing this to me and then you know you know what i was thinking about did you ever do this well you don't have cats but did you or maybe a dog you're lying on the couch watching tv on netflix the episode mm -hmm. ends, and you don't want to sit through the entire opening credits or the intro because the intro is like a minute and a half long. And you're like, oh, I got to sit here and watch the same intro. So you want to reach over and grab your remote to hit the skip intro option that comes up. Yeah, right. But then you realize your cat is just really comfortably resting on your chest, and if you got up to get the remote, he would have to jump down. So for his right. sake, you don't get up to grab the remote to skip the intro. You sit through the intro, and just as the intro ends, he then jumps off. <laughs> <laughs> like that's a real story. No, we've we've uh, we've used the the dogs as an excuse. Like everybody in the family uses the dogs as an excuse as to why they can't get up and do something at any given point. And it happens at least once a day. It's like, oh no, Arya's on top of me and is really comfortable. I can't go and. You know take out the trash or you know go to brush my teeth or whatever yeah. like i can't do it yeah yeah i hear you 
You use the dogs as excuses all the time. I forget. Mm-hmm. I hope my wife isn't listening. I forget to throw out a cardboard box and I leave it there for like a week. She'll be like, Roy, this box has been sitting here for a week. Why aren't you throwing it out, tearing it apart and throwing it out? And I'll just immediately go, well, Garfield always sits and plays in it. And she'll be like, oh, really? Oh, okay. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> No, 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 he doesn't. <laughs> no, but actually, in truth, though, I think maybe half the time as I walk by the box, I have to be sure not to accidentally kick it as I'm walking by just because oh, yeah. sometimes he is in there, and then I'll kick the box, and then I'll hear him go inside, and I'll be like, I'm so sorry, Garfield. I feel ba- I feel bad. He's so cute. I love animals so much. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I'm thinking also I have a whole box of boxes of platinum what's the permanent black ink platinum black the carbon black. carbon black and i'm also thinking i'm gonna have to rock my celluloid 3776 there's no such thing as a 3776 my celluloid sentry mm-hmm. you know what i was thinking about getting also the platinum gold leaf one whatever the fuck that's called like they take the, okay do you know what i'm talking about i think so we're talking about the one that uh, that has like the painting on it. It's like yeah, but it looks like it's made of gold. Yes, and it's made of like gold leaf and, and shit like that. No, Do there's I... the dragon and there's a tiger one. I think. Yeah, too? I also want. Yeah, I also want to get the sterling silver pilot pens. Do you know which one I'm talking about? It has like a koi design on one. It has a turtle and crane on another. Yes, those are those are considered Namiki, uh, part of the Namiki line, the Sterling. I don't think they are. No? No. I, w- no. I want to make a bet right now. And the bet will be this. If I'm right, you send me one for free. And if I'm wrong, well, fuck me, I guess. <laughs> I, they're not Namiki. They're too low. They're too low in price point for it to be Namiki. Was it like 500, 400 bucks? Something yeah, like that. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't even know if Goldspot carries them. So it was like what you said there was a tiger or a turtle. Yeah, there's like, one right? with a turtle or... and crane. Or no, I'm thinking the wrong thing. There's one with turtles on it, and then there's one with a koi on it. Do you, do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, yes, I think so. It was like yeah, it's like, I think they were for like 500 bucks or something like that. Mm. So they're nice, but like. I kind of feel that if you're going to go with that sort of design aesthetic, instead of going with the Sterling, I would go with getting something that has like the the, the Arushi lacquer and the rod. No, I know that's like really goes way up there, but so it's just, that's that's that to me is like the epitome of that kind of design. Really, if you if you go with like figure, if you go with figurative representations on the barrel design like that, there's nothing better than the whole Machia you know, sort of a artistic treatment that's on there. I, it's just, I'm having, I have problems with the Machier and Arushi because I just, outside of, outside of the shininess, I think the intricacies and beauty of like a shiny black ebonite pen is lost on me, right? So Bryce mm-hmm. sent me the platinum. What was it called? I can't remember the name. It's just like it's like a larger Arushi lacquered pen. It's a solid color, right? Is it the Azumo? Yes, the Azumo. Yeah, okay. I don't know why I can't remember that, but it's really nice. It's what I'm here for yeah, it's a really nice pen. You know, it's certainly nice. It's just really shiny and black, and it's a fingerprint magnet. 
mm-hmm. you know? So I'm kind of like, all right, great. You know, I, I, I like how nice it is, but it's $900 because it's black mm-hmm. and shiny. Now, I don't want to sound like a dick, but yes, the reason why it's black and shiny is because of the Arushi lacquer and the work that goes into it, 100%. I get it. But when I look at it, right, when I'm looking at the shiny blackness, I'm wondering to myself, is it worth it? Right? Because I, I, it's a light pen. It's just a light, mm-hmm. shiny black pen. And I think I'm just... Well, if you look at, like, the the emperors that Namiki makes, it's just, like, basically those are, you know, they're, they're ebonite with the Urushi lacquer, and it's just, like, a plain, solid one color. Yeah. That's it. But, like, those things are... I mean, yeah, they're huge. There's really nothing like it that's out there with the huge nib on it, too. But they're they're not ornate at all. But yeah, but people love them because they're just like so strikingly beautiful and yeah. just like minimal, but yet artistic at the same time. Yeah. But but why is it that it's so expensive? And I understand it's because of the the artisans' efforts and stuff. But earlier I was talking about a gold-looking platinum pen that. It looks like it's made of like gold leaf. The one that I was talking mm-hmm. about, it's actually called the Platinum Kanazawa Haku Fountain Pen. Common spelling. Kanazawa Haku Fountain Pen. And it's very... I saw one of those going out today, actually. Oh, yeah? I mean... The it's... Tiger. Yeah, because I think because of Year of the Tiger, saw a Tiger going oh, out today. Oh, shit, really? I got to get me one. Yeah. I, I, I guarantee <laughs> you the, they're sold out now, right? The Tigers are probably all sold out. Uh, no, it's, this looks like it's still in stock, so mm, I'm gonna have to promo code Roy. Promo code Roy. Ninety <laughs> two. <laughs> wow, it has a fourteen karat gold nib. And what's the build of this pen? Is it a Rushi lacquer? So, can I just read the description of this pen because uh, this is very interesting. I think I need this for my studying. So let me read this. This is <laughs> okay. so the I'm looking at the description for the platinum Kanazawa mm-hmm. Haku fountain pen in Matsutora. So even though this is platinum and even though it's a Japanese pen, it seems like large scrotums are not mentioned anywhere in this description. So I'm going to read it. The Matsutora Pine Tree and Tiger has joined the Kanazawa Haku Gold Leaf Series Fountain Pen. Okay, so that's why I kept saying gold leaf because they actually use the words gold leaf in it. This Momi Chirashi technique is meticulously applied on each of the fountain pens, a traditional technique that after a gold leaf is extended into a thin thin sheet, it is torn into smaller pieces. Then they are pasted to the barrel of the pen to give it depth, and the light reflects a glow to the motion of the dragon. That's pretty cool. So, do they actually use a gold leaf? Like, how does this? Yeah, work? I mean, that's with the the like it's it's like layers of gold leaf that then is like is like adhered to the outer outer part of the barrel okay so no but i'm asking is it a gold like did they make a leaf out of what 14 karat gold or is it just the color gold is it not actually you know what i'm saying is it actually gold like you know how in those expensive arushi pens where they Mm -hmm. they draw dots of gold they're actually using gold dots right but is this gold or is it just a gold colored leaf that they paste onto the pen like what's going on with this pen it's, it says it's a, it's gold plating on beryllium copper, so it's like a gold leaf finish. It's probably, I, I wouldn't probably say it's, I, I, I doubt that it would be solid gold. I don't know exactly, but it doesn't, like if it was solid gold, it would, like be it would be a lot more, a lot more expensive. Yeah, right. But this is going to probably be my next, my next pen, platinum Kanazawa Haku fountain pen in Matsutora, 
Or the other one. Why can't they just say fucking tiger and make it easy for everybody? Right? <laughs> Platinum, oh, Kanazawa, Haku, Fountain Pen, and Ascending Dragon. I don't know. I, I don't know which one I like more. Which one do I like more, Tom? This, so for everybody listening, when I can't make decisions, I'll literally text Tom. Like, ugh, I have these options. What should I, and it doesn't have... Well, I'm saying, I'm thinking that because the tiger is a cat and you have a certain affinity towards cats, I mm. would say the tiger. Yeah. Yeah. T-I-double-g-er. <laughs> Tigger. Tigger. Yeah. Who's that? The Winnie the Pooh character I'm thinking of? Yeah. Tigger? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, I mean, I think we've come to a, a, tro- a decision for me. I think the Platinum... Kanazawa Haku fountain pen is going to be my study pen. I wonder what that's lacquered with because I'm worried that the leaf is going to like fall off now. I have to, I have to examine that pen. I need to examine that pen. Should you I? Could, uh, you could call up call up your boy Bryce and have him give you the skinny on everything. Yeah, I should get all the and information. Then, and then yeah, and then make fun of him at the same time as well. <laughs> I like Bryce, man. He's such a cool dude. He's a really cool dude. Oh, we forgot for for the email dazed and. Unsure was it? Days and unsure, whatever mm-hmm. his, whatever right. his fake anonymous name was. Guarantee mm-hmm. you, his real name is not Days and Unsure. But mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, we know his real name. We're, I'm just fucking with you, dude. If you're listening, Days and Confused, <laughs> I love you, man. I also want to just <laughs> not forget to mention the. I personally, and you might disagree with the for 200. I'm looking at Leonardo Fioras, and are the grand f- size Fioras? closer to 300 yeah they are that would be like un- right underneath 300 okay because I, w- I always wanted if a, you got steel nib yeah a steel nib i always wanted a, a large size fiorora with a steel nib mm-hmm. always wanted those them. would those would be in the ra- in the wheelhouse of like for larger hands a, a grande and, and and they have an ebonite feed on them so wow it would be a nice wetter type of writing experience especially if you went like a medium or broad oh you know what i wouldn't waste an ebonite feed by putting a steel nib on it so this would just go over 300 right mm-hmm. yeah so but listen it's getting that time of the night we're overtime we're in overtime right now but yeah thanks for helping me make my decision i think i'm gonna go with the platinum pen I closed the page, so I for already fucking forgot because whenever they come up with names, they got to come up with shit that's just not easy to remember. The, the tiger, the Kanazawa, right. the, the, the fucking green, the fucking gold leaf pen. I'm just gonna call it that. Why can't you guys just then, call it the gold then, leaf series? And then Garfield will vomit on it, and then you'll call it the cat vomit pen. Right. Cat vomit right. tiger pen. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But if you guys have any questions or comments or anything you want to share, definitely send us your questions over at pentertainmentpodcast at gmail.com. And we're looking forward to hearing from you. And thanks again for listening. Love you guys. Be well. Be safe. Stay inky.